Welcome back to episode 12 of the AK Corner brought to you by Pioneer Arms Corps. I'm Schwell, your co-host, and you're here on Talking Lead with Palmetto State Armory. Welcome back, Schwell. Hey, it's great to be back. Man, I've missed that voice. You have Really? Been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like keep teasing me. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on. And then something comes it, up and you can't be on. So As usual, it, it's life, you know. And then I get inundated with emails like, where's Schwell? Why aren't you having Schwell on? I'm here, folks. I'm here. There was only that one time that the show caught me by surprise. (laughs) But outside of that, it's always been on my end that I'm not here on the show. But I'm back. We're glad. And you're back for the final part of our season one, and I'm happy to say, of the AK Corner. We're going to be continuing a season two. Oh, that sounds great. Another 12 episodes of the Talking Lead AK Corner presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. Very cool. And as you alluded to today, our final episode in season one, we've got our good buddies over at Palmetto State Armory, Logan Richardson, joining us. Hello. Hey, Logan. How are you? Good. How are y'all doing? Thanks for having us. Well, we're doing really good on the this the 75th anniversary as we're recording of D-Day. Mm-hmm. June 6th. Now, our listeners know that this comes out the 15th, uh, but today is D-Day, which has historical significance for the AK-47. Absolutely. So we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but you've got a uh, couple of your, your main guys with you over there at Palmetto State. You want to introduce the gentleman there? I do. I've got um, with me, I got Chad Wiley, who's the CEO of PSA. And I've got Colton Sons, who is our senior engineer um, lead for PSA with me. Very cool. Chad, Colton, welcome in. Good Thanks. to be here. Good to be here. We're going we're gonna to get in and, and talk a lot of Palmetto State Armor. You guys are knee-deep in the AK market. So we're going to get in. We're going we're gonna to talk about several of your lines of AK-47s and variants that you've got. Uh, but first... Uh, we want to talk a little bit about, like I mentioned, this is the 75th anniversary of D-Day, and the AK-47 was kind of birthed out of World War II. So, as you guys know, in Episode 1, we talked about the history, and we went over this a little bit uh, in Episode 1, so you guys go back listen to that episode. Uh, but just a little recap, this is during World War II, the, drum, the uh, German Sturmgewehr 44 assault rifle made a deep impression on the Soviet counterparts. The select fire rifle was chambered for a new intermediate cartridge, the 7.92x33, and it's KURS, I guess, K-U-R-Z, and combined the firepower of a submachine gun with the range and accuracy of a rifle. On July 15, 1943, an earlier model of the Sturmgewehr was demonstrated before the uh, People's Commissar of Arms of the USSR. How many, how many times have they changed their names? <laughs> <laughs> the Soviets were impressed with the weapon and immediately set about developing an intermediate caliber, fully automatic rifle of their own, uh, which uh, to replace their PPSH-41 submachine guns and, of course, the iconic Mosin Nagant, which I think probably all uh, gun collectors have one of those in their collection. So that is where the need for the AK-47 was thought to have come from. And then, of course, Mikhail Kalashnikov, when he was 
over there in the the hospital, and he was hearing the soldiers talk about how they were getting their asses kicked by the the Germans and their technology is is where he came up with the idea. And years later, 1947, the AK-47 was birthed just after World War II. So uh, I don't think it ever got to see any action in World War II. Does anybody know anything any different from that? I'm aware of. Yeah. But that's uh, just kind of a little tribute here on the 75th anniversary of of D-Day. And, of course, you leadheads that are listening to our regular scheduled program, the last two episodes we've we've touched on and talked about uh, some World War II aspects in those shows. So make sure you go back and listen to those as well. Yeah, that was the uh, last, the greatest, one of the greatest groups that ever lived. And, you know, you can tell there was a, I was reading a story, there was a guy the other day on the anniversary of his paratroop drop he was 99 i think it was 97 or 99 97. years old 97 years yeah. old he jumped out of an airplane and landed about where he landed on d-day oh okay so he just he did that recently at 97 that's amazing <laughs> that's the greatest generation that ever walked this planet i, I, I truly believe that absolutely yeah and uh, as we mentioned in prior episodes if if you know someone you've got a, a family member or relative or you know someone who has a veteran from world war ii uh just go and and spend some time with them just go and say hey uh, i mean that would mean the world to them you don't even have to talk about the war or anything like that just spending some time with them because they they're not going to be around much longer uh one of the the greatest we had al mamprey on um the show at shot show this year and al mamprey was the last surviving member of easy company Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, it was a treat to have him on. I mean, just quick-witted, still sharp as a tack, funny as all get out. He was a great man. He just recently passed away. Um, as you guys are hearing, I think it's probably going to be about uh, a week and a half ago that he that he passed away. But uh, yeah, the greatest generation of our time, no doubt about it. So let's get into uh, Schwell. Let's talk about some Palmetto State Armory, unless you got any updates for us on... Uh, Pioneer Arms Corps. No updates right now, but I think we'll have a huge one starting season two. Okay. That's a good way to kick off season two, right? Yes, sir. Very Absolutely. Good. Very good. And then of course we're got we've got one more AK forty seven from Pioneer Arms Corps, a help up to give away. And then maybe, just maybe, Pioneer Ar- or uh, <laughs> Palmetto State Armory. Too many P's going on here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, may have a little something, something for you lead heads as well. But let's get into the show. Let's talk Palmetto State Armory. And I've got some, some history with you guys. Um, my first AK was, I guess it was your Gen 2, uh, AK 47. And, uh, Colton, I think you had the privilege to work on it. <laughs> I did. I did. I've seen it in, in, uh, in person firsthand. So true to form, true to lefty's form. Uh, it, it probably wasn't a week that I had the, uh, the AK-47 from Palmetto State Army, and something broke on it. And I didn't know what it was, and it took me a while to figure it out, but the uh, the gas block lock um, lever broke. And I don't know how I, how I broke that, but true to my form, I, I will find a way to break something. If it can be broken, I can break it. So uh, people know that if they want to you know, send a, a, a torture test gun somewhere, send it here. You know, if I just touch it, it'll break. But uh, send it back to you guys, and, I mean, you fix it in no time. Had it put back together, sent back to me. And ever since then, I mean, that's been, 
I don't know, what, two years? Had to be at least two years, yeah. Yeah, it's been at least two years, and it's it's run fine. I mean, I've got, you know, a couple thousand rounds through it, and, you know, it's running great still. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, and that was a Gen 2. Uh, since then, you guys have come out with a new version. You got the AK-47 GF-3, you're calling it. That's right. First, let's talk about how you guys decided to get into the AK business. That was pretty simple. I mean, it was Jamin's, one of Jamin, the owner's favorite platforms. Um, he knew that there was, you know, a, a gap, I'd say, in, in the market where an American company wasn't 100% producing an AK platform. And his vision was to have an AK built in America by America with American parts. And um, that was kind of the initial. Yeah, there, were, there were several companies at the time that were American companies, but they were building them from assemblies, surplus kits and stuff like that. They've got from overseas. And uh, he looked at it and said, <clears throat> you know, it's time for a, it's time for an all-American variant to hit the market. And uh, he, he absolutely loved the AK, so it, it kind of just fit. And that was been, uh, what, roughly four years ago? Uh, four or five. I or think it started five. Yeah, started sometime in 2014. Um, and I think we actually started producing them maybe early 2015. Yeah. And if you talk, it was a twinkle in his eye from the first time he started selling firearms. So, I mean, he... He uh, like he. It's his favorite gun. That's really where it started. I mean, honestly, it. it and Jamin is a veteran, correct? Yep, he's active, right? I mean, he's. Is he still he's active? Still, he's a major in the National Guard. Yeah, he hadn't retired yet. Oh, I thought he'd retired by now. <laughs> <laughs> Bless his heart. Good for him. That's why he couldn't join us today, right? He's to play, so we'll leave him a little bit, and he'll he can stay in the National Guard. He he needed help because it got bigger, so. <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's still the guy. He's still in the military. We got a lot of military, active military here. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know that's a pattern that I've noticed too. Is uh, a lot of our military men and women that have served overseas and have you know had firsthand experience with and against the AK forty seven. You know they seem to have grown a uh, you know whether it's a you know, affinity or uh, a respect or whatever it may be for the AK forty seven. Because it is a formidable design, yeah. It has stood the test of time. It's the the most prolific rifle that's out there. I think there's something, some stats that are floating around that there's something like you know eight to ten million AK-47s floating around the, the world. Um, yeah, you know. I saw a uh, I saw a statistic that said one in five firearms in the plant on the planet in the world anywhere one in five is an AK variant. It's some sort of an AK. And that's yeah. and that's only growing with all the like you said the variants that are coming out with the the nine millimeter variants the the hybrids that are coming out the um, shotgun the shotguns yeah I was gonna say the shotgun variants that are coming out as well I mean it's just it's growing and growing this is this design is uh, it was so is so simple but it's you know it seems to be perfect <laughs> I don't want to why it gets the respect it gets it's it's such a simple designed simple and rugged and that it was designed as a tool of war and on a battlefield you need something that's rugged like that and it it truly stands up to that order yeah and with stocks hanging off of them four grips gone bent. crooked sides bent twisted yeah. duct I mean, tape <laughs> yeah whatever whatever they can use yeah uh, goat spit whatever you know holds it together <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll still run <laughs> I do have a question. Um, 
with all the sanctions that we have in the in the country with uh, the the imports of other AK brands, did you guys feel rushed to get your models to the market? Well, we we felt the sense of urgency there. Um, I don't know if if rushed is a good way to put it, but uh, there was an, a definite sense of urgency um, seeing that hole in the market and seeing you know other other competitors knowing they were trying to come trying to get on their feet with a full blown American variant. Um, there there was a definite sense of urgency. And there's also a learning curve. Oh, absolutely. With that platform that absolutely. you know we didn't. Right. You can't call. You can't call K. Well, this guy in, in Russia say, hey, you know, what, what's made with this and how do you do that? How, how, do we, how do we go about what kind of tool and fixture have you got? That, that leads to my next question. Uh, we always talk about how simple the, the design is, but I, I don't think it's as simple to execute or, to, you know, to, to, to make it all come, come together in, in a manufacturing sense. That is an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that is one of the things that we struggled with in the beginning, and it was a, an eye-opening experience for all of us because – here we were, we were founded as an AR company and, you know, ARs go together like Legos, you know, an armor's wrench and you're in, yeah. you know, and you're done. So here we are, it was kind of a, a misconception that, oh, that gun is a much simpler design. It must be simple to build. And it is not. It is much more complicated to build that gun than an AR ever thought about being. Yeah. And that's a good point is, you know, simple design, but again, the way that it's made is completely different two different philosophies on, on how those things are. So, I mean, you got to have a ton of stuff. <laughs> Some bricks to bash with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that uh, reminds me, well, I was going to ask you, Colton, what, what got you involved with the AK-47? Uh, nobody else wanted it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I'm sure you I'm just, started off with ARs like most armorers. I did. I did. I, uh, I started, that's, that's kind of what got me into, into firearms was uh, the AR. And I was a manufacturing, uh, had a, a large background in manufacturing um, at Caterpillar before I came here. And when I came on board here, it just kind of, it fit that it was something new for me uh, getting into AKs. You know, I had just started, you know, getting an interest in AKs because I had everybody, you know, the played out AR game. I had seen it, done it, built it, had three of them, uh, you know, of each type. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, let's try something else. And uh it, it kind of fit with my background in manufacturing, knowing our right, this gun is not something you just put together with an armor's wrench. We had to have dedicated fixtures in place for everything, you know, every operation step. And so it kind of it, it got more or less. Uh, I got voluntold <laughs> AK platform and uh, bring it to market. So and and here we are. Now is that something that you you just learned through trial and error on your own, or did you seek out? experts in the field and and try to try to take courses and classes and, and get exposure that way how did you how'd you learn your trade a little bit of both um what was available what what information was available we we sought that out and uh and talked to you know talked to people we could talk to found any contacts or resources we could get because once you've got a design that's that's just the beginning you know it's it's looking like like chad was saying how did you know, it'd be nice just to ring them up and say hey what's the best way to install this gas block? You know, what's, what's the best way you, you time this or you, you seat this, but that just, those resources weren't available. So you, you kind of reach out to who you can reach out to that will talk to you because a lot of them recognized you as competitor and they don't want to share that kind of information. But the rest of it was trial and error, you know, just see what, what can we put in place? How can we get this to flow smoothly? Not, not just like in a, a, a backyard shop garage type setting. We needed it to flow in a true assembly line type fashion. Mm-hmm. And, 
And we had it. We had partners, engineering like engineering for not really firm machine shops had engineers who had experience in some yeah, different processes, and they they recommended some stuff along the way too. They were like, you know, we see you're you're going after this. We've actually built some of this for X company. Blah blah blah. You know, could we make a suggestion on how to do this? And obviously, we from the beginning we were like, yes, by all means, if you can if you can you know give us some insight on that, you know, lead us along the way and and. Uh, took it from there yeah and, and like most companies i mean you, you you try to put out the best product you can uh, initially but always you know you run into some issues or problems and you know the customer feedback you know i know you guys are real good on your taking your customer suggestions and going in and then when you do your redesigns you know making them even better and you know, i think all companies go through that and uh that leads me to our ak the ak47 gf3 uh, you know, you're in your third generation of that now. Talk about the the transformation that that AK has gone through to where it is now, from where it started, and what's so what's made it better. Where we have arrived at, what you'll see on the GF3 is the main biggest difference that the customer base will see is the internals. Everybody, uh, the market, the community, everybody was saying forged, forged, forged. Got to have forged. We want hammer forged internals so that is the biggest difference you'll notice from the gen one and twos to the current gen threes um the gen threes are all hammer forged bolt bolt carrier and trunnion um again that's the most noticeable difference if you track kind of what makes rak special what makes it you know what we say is better uh, on the market you know you've got now you've got all hammer forged internals you've got fully nitrided barrels um the 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 process has come a very long way. Look, kind of what we were talking about—the assembly line process. We went from the Gen ones; they were, you know, kind of struggling through building, you know, a small number every day, um, in a very manual gunsmith type method. To now, we've gotten all of our our uh, assembly fixtures and, and our processes down to where we can build on a given day. From when I came here to now. I'd say we've increased. We we have a capacity to build about nine times as many as we could build then. Wow! They are very very consistent. So if you if you look at the numbers on a daily basis, what we can push out now to what we could push out then, it is it is literally nine times as many um, on a daily basis, and that's shared too amongst the uh, the main three platforms we got going, as well as it will be shared amongst the upcoming models. But um, the biggest thing you'll see is consistency. They're all done on fixtures now. They're not gunsmith style manuals, you know, individual gunsmith working on a gun. It is assembly line style. And so when they come out, they're cranking out, they're identical. And they're all as perfect as we can get them. Yeah. You know, they get, as we were talking earlier uh, before we started started the show, we've got a very uh, robust team of, of quality inspectors now that are growing. That department's growing daily. Um, and especially on the AKs, we are just because they're scrutinized so heavily, we have a lot of resources dedicated to QC and our AKs and each one, you know, other products might get one dedicated QC check, you know, full point inspection on everything. And then it'll get maybe checked off on the main points down the line before it gets packaged, but not fully gone through twice. AKs get fully gone through independently. Like one, one QC goes through it. And then it goes to another one as if it hadn't gone to one yet at all. 
So, and then they compare notes and see, did we, did one of us miss anything? And if there's something different, they go back and say, all right, well, let's look at this and make sure we're happy with it. Or does it need rework or, or, or whatever? Yeah. Um, they're very, very picky about what gets through on the AK side now. And they're more complex. I mean, they're simple, but there's so many different complexities to a complete rifle than an upper that we'd sell yeah. on the AR side. You want to make sure that rivets aren't dimpled. And I mean, they're, they're just, they're, they're, it's kind of a white glove service. If you go back there and hang out um, <laughs> any length of time, I mean, it's, uh, they're looking at those guns up to 30 minutes at a time sometimes, you know, yeah. over every, if there's a scratch, if there's a dent, any little thing that could be corrected before the customer gets it. And they side them in. Yeah. They more side them, every one of them from the factory before they ever get out. Nice. So we get, we get comments all the time of people's like, yeah, I just took my AKB out and I was on paper at, you know, 50 yards. It's, you know, and it should be, but, they um they go to great lengths to make sure that when the customer receives that platform that you know it's a hundred percent or as close to a hundred percent as we can get it at that time. And if it's not, let us know. We'll, we will make it that way. Now you yeah. guys are out of South Carolina. That's right. Is is the whole uh, PSA operate out of South Carolina, or do you have um, operations in other states or other areas? You self sustain there in South Carolina. It's a bit so. Um, we're starting to get the story out more. Uh, we've got a video that we're working on now. Um, if you go to our story, there's video footage, B-roll, that, that kind of shows our manufacturing capability. So PSA is owned by a holding company, JJE, which is Jamin and, and two other owners. Um, we have sister companies that support our product uh, through engineering design and manufacturing capability that do operate in other areas. So we've got North Carolina, we've got Florida, we've got um, most most of which is in South Carolina, but we do have different states that, that support our, our product. Mm -hmm. They're not PSA owned. Right. They're actually sisters of you know yeah. PSA as a company. We're the, think of us as kind of the retail um, mm -hmm. market channel for JJE. Right. JJE's focus is JJE's the big umbrella, and then these others fall yep. under JJE. And we're all we're yeah. all subs. I get, and the reason I'm the CEO of PSA is because each one of those entities um, has somebody like me that represents that sure that uh, entity. So yeah. I'm the rep for the PSA brand, and then we have sister companies who have the same same role. So yeah. uh, that's kind of the way. It's a little bit. I want to explain it because we don't want to say, you know, PSA owns X. PSA no, right. completely, yeah, completely understand. Yeah. So, so we use their services a lot. The reason the, they feed us and they feed, we feed other manufacturers too. Yes. So. Those companies feed other. Not industry. just, yeah, not right. just PSA. Yeah. Us, yeah. So I was going to ask that, that leads me to, um, to ask as far as, you know, the parts and resources that you're using for your, your AKs. Are you outsourcing to another country any any parts? Are you Im importing anything for for your rifles? Absolutely not. Nope. It's not even a question. We can't even. Um, if we if I brought it up, I think that I'm going to smack my hand. He's he is the whole concept of JJE is to bring manufacturing back to the states, and yeah. we do everything 100% in the USA right now. It's AKs and whatnot goes. And the reason yeah. I asked that question is, you know, the 922R compliance that uh, some of the, the companies have to um, abide by. You right. guys don't fall under any of that you have to do because everything's done and it's complete U.S. <laughs> rifle. We've actually had uh, 
other other manufacturers represented from other countries, uh, such as at SHOT Show, approach us and say, you know, and, and Jamie be involved with it too, right then and there in the conversation, say, hey, I can make this part for you much cheaper. Why don't you give it to me? And he's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pay more for it and it be American made. Yeah. So, I was going to – also on the flip side of that, do you guys – do any uh, foreign companies, AK manufacturers, do you make parts for their rifles? Do you export been, anything? Yeah. No. No, we haven't, we haven't entered that world yet, but okay. we have been – about supplying those. I mean, we, we're at a point now from a retail perspective, if you look at it, so there's a bigger conversation one day I'd like to get on your show and, and talk to your listeners too about our model, but mm-hmm. we go direct to consumer. So we have such a high demand that it doesn't give us the opportunity to help other companies <laughs> build their AKs. We, I mean, we sell every one we get as soon as we put them online um, direct as if you were a manufacturer dealing to a distributor who went to a gun shop who goes to the customer. We're directing yeah. you. Um, so we've got such a demand for our product that we can't even entertain or think about entertaining. You just keeping yourselves it. above water. <laughs> build a backstock of it. Yeah. Everything we build that day is sold out by the time we come in the next day. And about how many estimated, I mean, I'm sure you know exactly how many are you cranking out a day? We can do on a good day. Uh, they've turned out about 175, 180. Yeah. Wow. Total. And that's across all the AK because you've got GF3, AKV, AKP. You've got the Mokov, Zukov. I mean, there's there's just yeah. all the the AK variants combined. Some are easier to put together than others. Sure, but it's a total build out. Yeah, we've got that that capability. And there's not a there's not a set spread on that. It's not like you know thirty percent goes to GF3 models, thirty percent goes to AKP, thirty percent goes to V. It's kind of whatever whatever we see that the need that day is we they'll kind of allocate early in the morning or, or later the afternoon of the day before. Yeah. Of, all right. Tomorrow we're going to, you know, 60% of our resources is going to be spent building GF threes and then we'll pick up the rest 20 and 20 on V's and P's sure. or et cetera. Or, or right now what it's been for the last few months has been a lot of resources dedicated to the V because that is the hot ticket item right now. So they, we've, Added a dis- disproportionate share of, uh, of resources over to building the AKP. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. I want to talk about the AKP because that's kind of the, the next, uh, I guess, attrition down from the AK-47 uh, down to the AKP, which your AKP is your AK-47 pistol that's variant. Right. Uh, and I've, I've been testing one out. Uh, you guys sent me one of these to test out the other day. Let's talk about the, the AKP now and uh, the features and what all you guys are doing with your, your pistols, your AK pistols. Okay. So it is, what you've got there is largely an AK, it's a GF3, GF3's little brother. It has all the upgraded components that made the GF3, the GF3, just in a shorter, more compact package. I love this feature where you pop the top mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's hinged on. So you just, you just lift it up like a, like a freaking convertible or something, and that's right. <laughs> and, <in> the hood. <laughs> and, then you, and then you put it back down, so you don't have to worry about uh, losing that part. I mean, you're not going to lose that, but uh, I think it's cool. How did you guys come up with that that concept, that idea of attaching the the dust cover to uh, the front post side? Well, to be honest with you, that or rear rear sight. Sorry. In the uh, discussions on the the AKV, uh, we were going not not truly in a, a Vitiaz type. Clone. We wanted more of a a, a Vitya in, in the spirit of the Vitya's, but the changes we saw fit. For example, you know, uh, we opted for the CZ Mag and stuff like that. But that was born from the Vitya's. We, we looked at that. We hadn't released the key at the time, 
and uh, we were ramping up manufacturing for the V, and you're like, you know what, we're going to release this V, wouldn't take a whole lot to upgrade it, give it that same uh, Picatinny rail dust cover. Why don't we go ahead and do that as a, you know, right out of the chutes as an upgrade? And so it was basically the same same neck portion. It just got a, a longer cover. Yeah, and I, and I like it because that's probably what everybody always, they want rails. You know, they want to be able to put their red dot on there, their scope, whatever that's it right. may be, and uh, you just went ahead and did that. Now, is your, your GF3s have that also? Is that feature on the GF3? GF3s do not. They have the traditional uh, traditional rear sight with the traditional ribbed stamped steel dust cover. Okay. Still mount from the side. You put the... That's right. The there is still like, we do the side rail where you can do the, uh, the cantilever side. Yeah, rail. I think everybody's going to want that model. We, we could do a model later with that, but the, that's more of your traditional AK yeah. platform, your GF3. The, the variants that we'll get into, the P's, the V's, mm-hmm. uh, you get a little bit more flexibility with them than you do your traditional right. AK style look and feel. So. And we, we do have some models coming up here soon, either by the end of this year or early next year, that will be a full-size rifle with upgrades such as that Picatinny rail dust nice. cover. Yeah, the E, the AK, is the E, right, the designation? Well, yeah. no, the, the E will, the first offering of the E will not. Okay. Um, then we'll we'll kind of spread out and do. But it's coming. Yeah. It okay. is coming. That's right. Cool. So the, the AKP, uh, and is it standard that your your pistols are coming with the brace? You you All those coming that way now, or do you do any without the brace? No, everything we're selling right now uh, has the brace on it. It seems to be that everybody loves the brace. Um, it's uh, SB Tactical did a great job with that SBA three uh, mm-hmm. and the concept behind it, um, and everybody loves it. So we just we kind of stuck with that. Now we do have some more models coming out. Uh, in fact, I think they actually got launched. Side folders side folder. came out this week. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, side, yep, side folding V. There will be a side folding P, and uh, the first models that we're releasing right now are side folders with the. Uh, what, what SB Tactical calls the FS-1913 um, side folder. It, it, it kind of has an L shape, um, but uh, not not too far down the line, we'll have a triangle side folder also. This one, it, uh, there's attached to a Picatinny. It gets replaced in the rear trunk, mm-hmm. and it just folds over. It's one one boom, if you will, with a um, – doesn't have the traditional pad. triangle look, but, yeah, it's just got a butt pad. Um, people's <laughs> loved it on the V. So, oh, so when, yeah. when, you, when you guys say soon – this episode won't go live until the 15th. Will they be active or live on the website before then or after that? Which ones? The, the triangles or the... Uh, Whichever one you said is, is coming soon. The, the triangle that, that it's coming soon. No, it will not be available by then. We're probably looking at... Uh, we're, we're a few months yeah, a on that one. Two, two or three months out. Okay. So now the side folder that we're talking about, the 1913, it will be active at the time of this drop. So, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's out now. now. It's out now. It'll be more, I guess, available. Available whenever um, this goes live. So okay, hit that website, folks. Hit that website because their stuff does not last long. <laughs> right. We're also selling those individually, and we're selling the adapter that attaches to the AK that can use that uh, that stock. That stock. So if you've got so a like, different AK, you can yes. you can use your adapter and. You can slap that on there. Your, right. your AKP that you have there, it would uh, it'll swap out just fine. Yep. And okay. No permanent modifications either. Other, but other manufacturers as well. It'll uh, that AKM ish. I mean, it's you can't guarantee that. Well, sure. So uh, yeah. Our adapter, like what you have there on your P, that uses the SBA three brace, 
it that adapter will go on other manufacturers' rear trunnions. The side folding Picatinny style, or the adapter that's a Picatinny style with a side folder that clamps on with a Picatinny method, it will not. It only will go on ours uh, because we use a, I think we're unique actually in the industry, we use a two-piece rear trunnion that has the uh, the actual riveted in uh, core of the rear trunnion and then the uh, tang that sticks out the back, uh, it, it puzzle, it, it, we call it a puzzle piece attachment. It, it kind of keys in. Um, and it's in two pieces. Um, on the SBA3 adapter, it uses the full tang. Um, so it will key into your, you know, any country of origin, any any AK that has AK74 style rear trunnion, it will work on those. But the style, you have to remove, just take your, your puzzle piece out when you go to install it. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of people go to you. You're kind of the go-to for parts. You've got a lot of builders, do-it-yourself kind of kind of men and women out there that listen to the show and i know that they uh get a lot of the parts from you guys so they're going to want to know that uh so let's go ahead let's get into the akv that uh it seems to be the the hot thing going now is pistol pistol caliber carbines you know in the the competition world and i know that uh the ak versions of those are really hot as well and you guys have entered that market with your akv nine millimeter talk about that so to start off the AKV discussion here, it was we were already expanding into different caliber AK. Um, we were looking at 5.56, we were looking at 5.45, we were looking at 9mm. Um, but if you rewind back to SHOT Show uh, 2018, we had taken a, uh, a rough prototype. It was just kind of a representative model of what we were to be working on last year of a 9mm AK full size. Mm-hmm. And we got overwhelming feedback that everybody said, yeah, we love the idea of a nine mil AK, but not in a full package like that. Um, we wanted in a shorter package like the, uh, the tradition or the, the Russian Vichaz. And we were like, you know, we hadn't heard a lot about it. That, that gun is largely unknown. Did you just say bitch ass? <laughs> <laughs> the Russian bitch ass? Believe me, I still refer to it as that sometimes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was, and it's funny enough, that's why we started calling ours the AKV, because it was going to be our AKV, and everybody we sent that to, they were like, oh, excuse me, what, did, what, did, what was that? What'd you, just, what'd you call me? <laughs> so, we started, we, we went to work on that. Uh, those those platforms are, uh, or that, that platform, I guess, is largely unknown on this continent. Nobody's got one. You know, they're, they're unobtainium, I guess would be a way to put it. So we had to kind of reverse engineer something from pictures. So we went, set out, went to town, just looking at as many pictures online as we could get our hands on for the V and, or for the actual VHS and got a full model, a full assembly together and started looking at it to, uh, we all sat down and had some design reviews on it and we said, you know, it, it would be more beneficial to us to not necessarily pursue just a pure clone, but one that had a few updates where we saw fit. Uh, such as uh, CC Scorpion mags, so that the true Vigez uses proprietary mags that are hard to get a hold of. We had to design a specific mag just for that. We said, you know what? First, the discussion was Glock mags, and Chad <laughs> loves Glock mags. <laughs> so we first looked at a Glock mag, but aesthetically, it just didn't match the look. It did not look right. Mm-hmm. So said, you know, what other mag is available 
that fits the aesthetic curve of an AK and it doesn't look bad and is still easy to get a hold of. And at the time, uh, we had some other design projects on the board and uh, we said, well, let's, let's put an HK mag in it. And we started looking at it. We're like, those are super expensive. What about a CZ? It has the same aesthetic curve and, and are easy to get a hold of. So we were like, huh, that's perfect. That fits. So we kind of changed it a little bit and, and modeled it around a CZ mag, which we now have in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, our own, our own branded mags and everything. Um, and it's we up PSA AKV nine by 19, 35 round. That's yes. right. 35 yeah. round. And there's a, there's a, so you know, there's a 15 round mag extension coming to make it to 50. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've got some, uh, mag pouches coming. Cause if you join our, this is, I'm going to promote the group here, but the PSA AKV owners group that we started, um, Actually, there's a lot of guys. I, I compete. Um, I took it to the world shoot this year. Had a good good run with it. And there's a lot of guys that's doing the same thing. We had uh, Timothy Ewell at TACOM. He's doing some work with us, and uh, he shot it at the Hornady Zombie match. Had really good results. People from all over the industry was there. They loved it. Um, it's it's been very very popular um, in that crowd. So yeah. we're pretty proud of it. And these guys, like he said, he's downplaying it. They created that gun from scratch. There wasn't a copy. There wasn't a clone. There wasn't a piece here that we could go after. There was no blueprints. There was, it was two or three guys arguing in a room for months, <laughs> um, drawing, making drawings and trying to figure out exactly how to, to, to come to market with it. And um, it's we had a snag at first when we first released it. Uh, quickly addressed it. I think there was only ninety four that total first run that got out out, 25 people were affected um the rest can do the manual upgrades we have some that's doing it some of them were 100 percent from the very first we had a pause in manufacturing we got back together and now if you join that group uh people are just raving about it i mean they're how do they they, join this group what the akv group is that what you're calling it psa akv owners group owners group kind of like a jeep owners group but that's right we've got we've got we've created, <laughs> we created groups Corvette. yeah we created groups for each one of our product lines and that one that one's been the most fun um out of all the others just because it's new it's hot people want them they're unobtainium uh unicorns at some point you know it's the psa akv group official yeah. yeah um so i mean it's just it's fun to see this baby that these guys created get out there and start walking and sprinting. And we've got AK operators union who just today posted his 2000 round test. He's taking it to 5,000. We've taken them. Jesus. I mean, I would say way beyond that. I, my personal gun between matches and practice, I probably have close to 9,000 on wow. same bolt. And it was one of the original chassis from the first original. rail. So, um, I mean, they're, they're just good guns. I love them. I mean, that's, that's, I wasn't an AK guy in the beginning. I'm an AR dude. Um, and then they introduced this thing to me and I started working with Colton on it and I kind of fell in love with them. And now I'm starting to collect the other ones too. So, <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with doing both. No, nothing wrong at all. You know, we're gun guys, you know, we like guns. Sure. So uh, you guys want to check out that group as you're listening here. It's PSA AKV Group Official. It's on yep. Facebook. And uh, is can anybody join or how's how's that work? Yeah, it's and I you'll see my name a lot uh, myself and Chris for man. There's several of us. Logan's on there. Um, Cameron's in our compliance department. The owners sometimes get involved. So I mean, there's 
there's a lot of personal involvement with our customers on that line. And then we're also, I'm an accessory guy by nature. I love accessories and the competition stuff. So I'll reach out to the guys on that group and interact with them on what they want to see. So we've got bolt catches coming, specialized bolt bolt catches, catches, mag catches. We're doing mag releases. We're doing uh, the magazine extensions. We're doing the magazine pouches. Nice. Uh, we've got a third or two stage recoil system that we're working on with it, with Tacom that's going to come out. I mean, there's just a ton of things that we're going to try to wrap around that market to give people not just a great gun, but to accessorize it the way they see fit because there's nothing out there. I mean, it's not like an AR where you can call a strike or somebody and get an extended mag release. We're having to do that as we go. So while these guys are perfecting that platform and building them out, we're on the other side trying to make accessories that that group suggests that we do. Nice. And I just sent my request in, so hopefully I'll get accepted. There was, I'll a, it. There was an application <laughs> that I had to go through there. <laughs> you just don't let anybody in. You, you ask trick questions. We you got to do you got to do a math test and everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to know some history, man. <laughs> I started sweating there for a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm not good enough for this group. <laughs> but, but the uh, the AKV, I mean, you guys uh, have really come a long way since its its development, its inception, and it sounds like you're taking it to a whole nother level, which is awesome. I love that. Uh, I love companies that are out there innovating, bringing new new ideas, new concepts. Uh, you guys didn't just use the same old boring, you know, Glock magazines. You actually put some thought into it and something that fit the aesthetics of the gun. So you made your own. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. So the the PSA AKV, you guys can get it when it's in stock on their <laughs> website. What's the what's the price on that? What are we running on these? The last uh, they range. There's a there's a um, We've had them as at six ninety nine, and they're going to go all the way up to nine ninety nine. So there's going to be, like he was talking about, the enhanced version of the GF three and whatnot. We're already talking about AKV packages. So you'll do, we'll have an enhanced package. We're talking about doing some, and this is spoilers for you guys. I've not really talked about this anywhere else. So nice. The, the group fellas may be mad. This is the this is the show for exclusives. So so we're talking about doing maybe a nickel boron bolt eventually. I'm going to work with cryptic coatings. Maybe do some colored bolts for those. Um, we're going to do a, a model with ALG triggers. We'll do a competition model that's a rifle. There'll be a 16 inch comped extension pin and welded. Um, well, it's actually nice. a 16 inch extension, but the overall length will be 16, so you can go to a traditional stock and use it as a rifle. Um, so there's a lot of cool things that's coming for that ALG triggers in the enhanced version with the, so, um, just keep your eye open on that. You're going to see a lot of different cool things come out for that platform. Very cool. Uh, when you can get them, <laughs> but like you said, you guys are ramping up the, uh, the, cool the production. The, the cool thing about the group is we post when they go, when they hit the site. So if you're a member of the group, you know exactly when the, that's an Easter egg trick for you guys. Inside traders. We post every day as soon as they go available online. Very yeah. cool. It's still got to be quick because they, uh, every day what we can, everything we can produce in a day is sold in less than five minutes. Wow. We had one day it went up to nine minutes. But it was, it was like, <laughs> is there any way you could slip my name on that list? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Slip, slip lefty on that list there. And Schwell. 
<laughs> oh, I, I get email updates, so I, I see what exactly what they're talking about. I'll I'll see an email that says, "Hey guys, this is going up." Well, look at I'll you. get a link, put the link, get to go put the link on my Facebook, and next thing I know, five minutes later, people are emailing me or inboxing me saying, "Well, that link you put up, it's already sold out, and you only put it up three minutes ago." So. When I tell folks, when you see stuff go live or hear that it's going live, hit that website, get your money together, go cash in all those quarters from the backseat of your, your Cadillac and, <laughs> and, and get on it because they move fast. People are, are sitting around waiting for those things to go live. And we're not just putting up one or two. They're 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 flushing. I mean, it varies based on day and, and product availability and whatnot. But they're I mean, we're we're pushing some AKVs and it's it's great for us. It's good for us. Any company can be healthy. But, man, it's everybody loves that thing I, we've not not i mean we cannot build enough we cannot build enough of them if i could do 500 today we'd do it but um we get frustrated too because we want to give everybody one you know people's like <laughs> beating me up online i get yelled at you told me i could get one if i joined this group <laughs> so you could get you get firsthand knowledge of one yeah, you get knowledge. it's up to your keyboard skills as right. to whether you one. and what's funny there's even guys posting like strategies on some of the forums now about go ahead and have this typed in and this typed in at 345 and then by then you'll see the email and oh i'm add sure it, add it to your card then refresh and then you'll see yeah. it at 450. i'm sure somebody's built an algorithm that uh, <laughs> they've plugged in by now so they can beat everybody else to the punch <laughs> you know what marty we could we could make a killing if we built an app that did that we should do that <laughs> yeah. We'll own all the AKVs. <laughs> up on Gunbroker for about two fifty more than they retail. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh wow! Find them and marking them up, and people are buying those too, just to, just to get their hands on one. Yep. Yeah. Well, they so, are sexy, sexy rifles. <laughs> well, they're pistols. They're not rifles. I call them pistols. Yeah. Pistols. At, at this point, um, I was looking at. I'm still looking at it. Um, I haven't had firsthand knowledge of this, so I'm just looking at your picture, so I don't really know what questions I asked. Um, talk about, did you talk about the sites on these? Is it just your traditional? We did, but we can't. Uh, it, it is. It's a traditional AK site. It is Krinkov Height. So, uh, any of you guys familiar with the, uh, the AK family of variants, uh, you have your rifle, AK, you know, your AKM rifle height on your front and rear site, and then you have the Krinkov, which was the shortened package. And because it got shorter and the gas block and, and front sight got combined, the front sight got elevated a few millimeters. And so the rear sight had to be elevated. What you'll see on the Krinkovs, you'll see it mounted on the dust cover. Uh, that's what that sight is. Right. And so as far as it, we integrated it to our Picatinny uh, neck or the, the Picatinny cover that we have, it's uh, it's part of the neck there. Um, so the sight height's a little taller, but what we have found with uh, your, your main line, Red dots like aim point and um, right on, and then right on those, uh, they will. Um, you get an absolute one or absolute uh, co witness. I'm sorry, absolute co witness on the small reflex sites. Right. And then if you move to a red dot, you get a lower one third. And that was kind of how we tuned the height of that to be so it would it would you know line up line up well with the uh, yeah, right. Just red dots out there right now. And you've got a. You said your dust covers railed, your handguards railed. And then you've got uh, s slots where you can put in things on the side. You can do lights, other mounts like that. Absolutely. We've got uh, – all of them have the, the Picatinny dust cover. Um, we've got uh, some – depends on the, the model, the, the package, like, mm -hmm. like Chad was talking about. We've got um, either they come with Magpul furniture or classic polymer furniture or a billet aluminum 
handguards. Now the billet aluminum, they do have a Picatinny uh, section on. That's the one I'm looking at right now. That's I like that one. Yeah, that's. that's those are those are really nice. Um, but they do have their M-lock slots, just like Magpul. On yep. the sides are M-lock slots. You can put your angled grip under the bottom or your flashlight on the side or, or whatever you want. Very cool. And then as far as suppressing these, you guys been running running them suppressed? How's that been going? You go in that group, there's a lot of guys that's been running suppressed. We yeah. test them suppressed. We played with them. I like it. Um, but the, the guys out there, they're taking them to the extreme edge in some cases. Uh, we had a video yesterday of a guy shooting one that was like 200 yards. So, I mean, uh, and he'd, he'd run suppressors. So, yeah, there's there's several several guys out there that have no problems whatsoever. Okay. There's a couple guys that have converted theirs, a couple guys that have uh, the uh, class, class 2 SOTs, yeah. and class 3 SOTs there. And they're running SBRs. Theirs, and they're running SBRs. One guy I've seen converted his to full auto and ran it suppressed. Um, a lot of guys that are mastering the bump fire, and when they do that with a suppressor, that's that's amazing. That's so much fun to run a, a suppressor and bump fire it. But um, yeah, they run run great, and there's no you don't have to change anything out. It's not like uh, you know on some guns you have to change your springs or tune your gas port. They run lights out so with or without. Gas is not an issue then. Nah, it's blow, on a blowback like that, you don't. That's that's the cool thing about blowback nine millimeters. They're a blessing and a curse sometimes because they're <laughs> hard to tune. But you know, you don't have to deal with gas systems and that kind. Of, and you got to point out that it's a half by twenty eight thread. I mean, that's right. That's right. We uh, in, in the very beginning, it was going to be a, a traditional like a metric M fourteen by one left hand like an AK, like a regular AK. And then we were like, you know what, our market, you know, they're going to want to suppress these or they're going to want to add aftermarket nine millimeter comps oh, or stuff like that mm-hmm. and in this mm-hmm. this country the market on nine mil stuff is half 28 so yeah. we, we we're up. way more positive about that oh than yeah anybody saying right. it needed additional yeah nice we get beat up because we don't have all these aftermarket accessories that, <laughs> 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 but, um i mean people love the fact that it's a half of 28 there's there's some guys running um you know traditional pistol caliber carbine competition type comps on that once they figured out that they would fit so i mean it's it's made at least that um group happy yeah now would you say that your your ak market is is overtaking your ar or is ar still on top yeah ar is still king yeah ar still king in this market we uh we're seeing crossover with ak that's the cool thing about akv i'm one i'm a victim um it got you it got me, uh, and we're seeing a, a lot of those guys on that group have never owned an AK, but when they saw the AKV, it's sleek, it's sexy, it's small, it looks good, it's built good, it's got a good reputation, it crossed them over. Yeah. Now the guys, if you go through that group, they're buying- Getting the matching. rifles now, the 7.62 with yeah. 39s. And- yep. There's one guy out there, he's got a matching AK, he's got a gray VP and a GF3. Nice. <laughs> Well, that's all. You know, it's the gateway drug, right? The, the PSA AKV is the gateway drug to the AK market. Um, and I want to get into this. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the the hybrid because that's. It, it seemed like it started off, you know, with the hybrid going pretty good there, and then I haven't heard so much about the hybrids anymore. It seems like they might have faded out a little bit, maybe because of the AKV, you know, and the the AK pistols that have really started to become more popular now with the braces since they've become uh accepted uh you guys came out with a ks-47 which is a an ar ak hybrid and i got to shoot one of the first one of those at big three east you guys were down there and you had one of the the first 
releases of that down there. And I really liked it. I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it shot, shot great. Um, as far as, uh, you know, the reloading and everything is, you know, it's like the AK. So I was very familiar with that. Uh, but then you had all the other familiarities of an AR, you know, yep. with the, the, the other aspects of it. So talk about the, the KS 47 a little bit. Um, you want to try to get down? Yeah. The, the guy that the KS 47 was his project. He's here. I can go grab him. Okay. I was trying to grab him earlier. And I can, I, we can speak on it just high level. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, they, they sell really well. That's a, that's a good, you know, staple crop for us. It's, it's not as great as the AR market and it's not as good as the AK market. It's yeah. kind of like middle. So you got a guy, you got that guy that he likes the AR controls, but he wants a 76239. He's um, got a pile of AK and mags. He's got a pile of AK mags. So it fits that person perfectly. Um, it's, it, it, I think the same thing on the reverse, you're going to have the five, five, six AK when it comes out for people who's got a bunch of Mac. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a, it's kind of a toss up, but it does really well for us. But we have, you know, right now everything's got to be a priority, right? So what's yeah. hot, what does people want? What's cons- consumer dictates our manufacturing process. So right now the hottest things that we have are the new variant AKs and then you got the second AK and you've got your crop, your staple crop of ARs. And we're doing a lot of special deals right now. It's kind of like a summer cleanup um, stuff that we had, you know, that we may have processed through Black Friday. We had, you know, excess of or whatever. We're trying to get rid of that that product too and get that in good good people's hands. So we just well, I know had, a lot of leadheads that'll take that off uh, your hands. So run yeah, those deals, run yeah. those deals. <laughs> we've, we've had some, the last couple months, we've had some smoking deals on ARs. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, you have to build those out, get those parts, you know, put in production and sent out. So the KS based on sales volume overall, you know, they'll come in stock in, in batches, but it doesn't justify the amount of AK like to fight against the AKs or the traditional AR. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we supported a hundred percent. The people who's got them swear by them. A lot of that market goes suppressed. Yeah. I've noticed. So yeah, the, and I, and I've heard, and I don't have one, so I don't know. I've just shot yours uh, a couple of times and there was another one called the mutant. I can't remember who makes that, you know, I've, uh, CMMG, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I've shot that a few times, but, uh, it, the seven, six, two, but three, nine in an AR platform doesn't seem to be very popular. Um, which, you know, I, I can, I get that, you know, I kind of, yeah. Well, I think the 300, honestly, my opinion, just watching numbers, just keep looking high level. I'm, I've got them all, right? I'm a gun guy just like you are. Mm-hmm. I got. The, I think the 300 blackout kind of fields some of that. For the know, AR, third, yeah. So, um, it's my favorite I, round. I love the 300 blackout. Yeah, and if you got a 300 blackout, do you need a 76239 in an in AR? I, well, Need's I, got nothing to do with it. <laughs> We're gun guys, right? Right. <laughs> But I think some people, based on what I'm, what we see, I think that's. Do you, what about a 300 blackout in AK? Stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's 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 an interesting thought. Why not? You know. Yeah. But then. But I, I think people will buy it because they love the 300, like you. Yeah. You love the love AKs, love 300 blackout, perfect combination. Right. You know, peanut butter but and jelly. And scheme of things, how popular would it be? And that's kind of how we have to. Right now. Absolutely. I mean, you got to look at it from a dollar and cents uh, point of view from from where you guys sit. I understand that completely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just I was curious about that. I knew it was hot there for a while, and then you don't hear so much about them anymore. But 
Uh, you know, it's one of those that I've always wanted. I just haven't got around to to adding to the collection yet. Um, Schwell, you got any questions? No, sir. You guys keep beating me like you'll bring it up and then they'll they'll address it. They they seem to be on on top of everything when it comes to this stuff. It's it's almost like they've heard it all. While we're uh, while we're on the topic of crossover guns, uh-huh. uh, Ted kind of briefly scratched that surface a second ago. Uh, the so the KS is kind of your your AR that takes AK mags. Uh, on the flip side of that, very soon we'll have the AK that takes AR mags. Okay, I was gonna. I didn't know if you want to talk about that. I heard him say that, but uh, yep. So interesting. We have the five five six AK uh, is coming up. We're actually in the uh, development and testing phase on that right now. We're doing a lot of endurance testing on them. So they are. So other countries have done five five six AKs. Mm-hmm. That's that's nothing special. That's nothing new. The difference yeah. is ours is going to take AR type mags. It'll take ARP mags. So, so is it going to have a mag well? It will. It'll have a mag adapter that kind of transitions. It, it won't. It won't snap in like an AR or like an AK mag, but it will kind of insert like like an AK mag and be permanently attached. Mm-hmm. So slip in and out. But once it's attached, um, then you can just feed your a- AR type mags in and out like your uh, like in your AR lower. Nice. That'll be. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be hot. And that, yeah. that's why I said uh, stay tuned about the blackout because as soon as we do the five five six, yeah, the blackout, then you can do yeah. Once it's made in. Yep. And the same, uh, yep, 74. So if we want to talk for just a second, upcoming AK platforms, that was one of them since we're kind of... Let's do that real quick. I got another question while we were on the pistols. Uh, you know, you're talking about the, the AKV pistol. Um, you know, the 9mm platform, not only, you know, for the AK, but the ARs has been huge, you know, with the PPC uh, or PCC um, class competitions that have, have grown mm-hmm. immensely you know, throughout the country. The AR platform, I know you guys do a, an AR 9mm as well. Um, that versus your AK 9mm, how's that How's that running? Um, I mean, the AKV, the, of course, we've got more, a lot more AR 9s out than we do AKVs because the AKV just released. Yeah, you had the, the AR out longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, believe it or not, uh, plug the guys on the team, but based on – following and being involved in like the world's the competitive speed steel shooting uh, steel challenge the psa ar9 was the most winning platform in that in last year we had a couple national records we had two uh actually a world several world records we had almost 11 world records per stage in pcc um so those guys ron oliver cole bush chase or um grant kunkel and you joined as i shoot you know with them so i mean they've that platform is very solid. We, I don't think we do enough at times promoting that, um, especially on the competition side because it is so popular and our, most of our customers, that represents a very small group. Right. But most of our our customers don't typically compete, but the technology that we, or the, the experiences that we gain from that competition group, we can kind of carry over into the platform and it makes it more solid. The G4 the fourth version of the, the AR-9 is extremely solid. Um, we've had very good success with it. The team's had good success with it. Um, got plaques everywhere that it's, it's brought to the table. Now the AKV's starting to show up. So if you look on that group, you'll see there's a guy that opened to the USPSA match. He, once he did it, it was like a floodgate. You had three or four more people that started competing with it. I took it to the world shoot. It was fifth overall in, or sixth overall in PCCI. Um, Timothy Ubel took it that Hornady match. So, I mean, have you found that, um, between the AR versus the AK, uh, one likes a different 
kind of different brand or type of ammo than the other? Uh, I mean, not really. We've kind of worked through a lot of that on the, the AR-9 version. We On the AK version, um, we have had some issues with very flat nose hollow points mm-hmm. um, coming from bolt catch. So the cool thing about AKV is that it has a, a bolt stop, right? It, last round bolt. Last round bolt hold up. And everybody wants that in ARs, but we put it in AK. Problem is the stroke, when you try to load a, a hollow point, sometimes stops so you have to fully uh change or fully load it like a a standard ak fully charge it like an ak and they typically work fine but that's the only issues i'm aware of only about two two or three brands that they don't like and like he's saying if they don't like it off the bolt stop you just if you're going to use that ammo don't load it off the bolt stop give it a full charge and it'll go ahead and get on up the ramp with that big flat nose right it's just a matter it's it's that little little round with small amounts of momentum getting that flat nose up into that chamber. Um, If you go back to a traditional charge, works fine. But um, as far as the other, the AR platform, I'm not aware of really any ammo that we've had. I think the G1s, the original, the the original AR9 that was released, we had some chambering issues. We got through that. We went to Gen 2, we went to Gen 3, and now for the the 4. And those generations jumped quickly. We responded immediately when we saw any issues from generation to generation in those i think it's the only platform that we have that's up to four now yes right so bill's joined us he's the ar engineer hey bill <laughs> how you doing hey guys how's it going I, th- I think they answered our question for the uh the ks47 so sorry to pull you away to from what no you, if you've got anything you want to add on that I mean, you're more than welcome to uh, i don't know what the question was <laughs> we Popularity, availability, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. We're just kind of talking about the, you know, it is a, the variations of AK-47s and then the the hybrid of the, the AR hybrid that's out now, but it sounds like you guys are going to be coming out with an AK hybrid, uh, kind of on the reverse side of that, so. And Dale, maybe I'll quickly point on the differences in the, the new design, KS-47, the, the, the Gen 2. Yeah, so it's, it's basically, it was a magazine position and magazine over travel. So in the past, there were there, there was the the uh, ability for the magazine to be pushed up hard enough to bind the bolt. So if you were monopoding, you know, on a bench, monopoding on the magazine, uh, you could put enough pressure on it that the mag would jam into the bottom of the bolt, slow the BCG down, and you could get a uh, a stoppage like that. But uh, we put some uh, we machined some stops, over travel stops in the upper. So now the magazine can't go physically. You can you stand on the gun and you can't push the magazine into the BCG anymore. However, we don't recommend you. You don't stand yeah. on it? <laughs> <laughs> or, or use your magazine as a monopod. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just kind of got to you know, design around it. Right, right. So, and, sure. and there's, there's a clearance, uh, another clearance cut on the bottom of the BCG to help clear some of the surplus steel mags and... Uh, the other main difference is we put a PA-10 or AR-10 strength buffer spring and a heavy buffer in it as as stock. Sure, um, that makes sense. The only reason for that is to increase the uh, the uh, feeding out of the old ste- uh, cheap steel mags. So a lot of those are ha- they have a lot of burrs on the inside of the feed lips, and the you have a you need a lot of energy to get the rounds out of those. Yeah. Did you so you don't have any issues with the the polymer mags? It the timing and everything's still good with those. With yeah, the, yeah. The heavier buffer. 
Yeah, if I were to buy one, I would only use PMAGs in it just because I'm a Magpul PMAG fan. But they do run with all all types of steel mags that we've tried. There are a few uh, Tapco specifically. Tapco mags, the the rear mag catch is, is tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll work, but you just have to fit those mags to the gun. Gotcha. Very cool. And the, are those readily available, or are you guys sold out of those too? Are those like <laughs> a, a unicorn too? Yeah, the, the they are. So we'll we'll do batches of, you know, 500 or so at a time. They sell out, and then we get the parts in to make another batch. So it's, it's That's just, what I was telling him. In, in the grand scheme of things, you keep them in stock, but they're not over the AR or the AK market right. as a whole. Right, right. Not a huge demand for those. I understand that. Yeah. Well, very cool. There Is there a user group for that, too? <laughs> well, we put those under the Palmetto State Army Owners Group. It's just AR Owners Group. Which okay. Is, you know, the owner. So there, there is a group that those guys can come and share their experiences with as well. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. Um, is there any anything that you guys can can lay on us? I mean, you've laid a few things on us now that we can expect. You know, you've, you've done some exclusives. Is there anything else you want to tease or hint to our leadheads? Just uh, real brief, we can on some of the upcoming AK stuff. Um, we've got three... Three models that'll be soon, and then a fourth one that's kind of lingering in the background. It's getting some work done on it. It's starting right now. Um, so what you'll see upcoming, either throughout the end of this year or early next year, um, we'll come to market with our AKE, which is our AK Enhanced. Um, we're working on that. That's an exclusive with us and FN Manufacturing. We get a cold hammer forged, chrome lined FN barrel. Um, it's also getting a nickel boron. Um, bolt and bolt carrier, and it will get an upgraded 4340 aircraft quality um, front trunnion. Nice. And it'll come with ALG trigger, you know, from the factory stock. Uh, it'll just be enhanced. Love those triggers. Oh yeah, they're nice. They're that's what I, that's what I got in the the Gen Two right there of yours. Dropped mm-hmm. one of those in there. Love that trigger. Um, and it'll come with uh, a stock adapter on the back to go to the uh, M4 t- uh, type stocks. Um, it'll have a combo block similar to your AK, uh, 103s and 104s, uh, and a break on the front. It'll, it'll just be an upgraded enhanced version in your core areas. Um, uh, we also have the AK 74. We're steady working on that. Uh, everybody's nice. been up for that one. Heck yeah. Um, we, we are steady working on that. In fact, before I came over here this morning, I was involved. I was at, at the, uh, the guy that's doing all the modeling of all the parts to send out for uh, to, to be made to the shops. I uh, was working with him with that on, on that this morning before I came over here. That's coming soon, too. Um, and it'll be your traditional AK-74, 545 by 39. Nice. Um, Are you guys going to do your own mags and everything for that? I don't know that we're going to do our own mags for that. I think right now that's not a priority because uh, Magpul already has an AK-74 mag that's readily available. That's what ours will come with. Okay. Um, we may work on something special for it later, but for now, I think the plan is Magpul. Um, and not long after that, we'll have the AK-556 like we were talking about. And then uh, that fourth one that's kind of lurking in the in the, the distance here is an RPK. An RPK? Yeah. So you're, like. you're killing us here, man. So, I mean, all this stuff you guys got planned, are we looking like next year? Shot show. What? <laughs> we don't really know a firm timeline on it yet. We haven't put you know hard dates on calendars for it yet. I know the yeah. AKE will be this year. That's the one I can guarantee yeah. will be this year. Um, the AK seventy four. Best case scenario is late this year. More likely is going to be early next year. Um, 
and same with AK556. That'll just carry on. We we don't I don't want to put any hard dates on that yet. What uh, what can you tell us about the RPK right now? What um, what do you got in it's, mind? It's going to be a traditional uh, kind of an RPK clone. It, it's going to be seven six two by three nine for starters, and then we have discussed just kind of uh, some stuff we're going to investigate. I don't want to throw this out and guarantee it yet, but some stuff we're going to investigate early in the project is also offering a three hundred eight version. Uh, it'll be you know heavy barrel bipod the whole deal so sweet that's awesome i mean you guys are definitely got a lot of things going right now but adding all that to it uh it's amazing and that's just that's just one side of the the market that you guys are in (laughs) you know so you're doing 1911s you're doing the ars you're doing uh, everything just about except the bolts you guys gonna get into bolts i'd love to (laughs) (laughs) He said, make me the guy. Make me yeah, the guy. Jamin. <laughs> you may see a pistol eventually. Yeah, sooner rather than later. Have a pistol and uh, you're looking at a pistol and then the, uh, what he was saying, bolt guns are on that that kind of uh, high far off in the distance. Very good, man. You guys have, have lots coming. Uh, make sure you let heads you go. Palmettostatearmory.com. I'm sure you all know the, the website. They've been participating in the show for years now. Our Black Friday specials, they've always taken part in that, giving you Leadheads extra special good deals. Uh, and speaking of, we're going to be doing a giveaway here in just a little bit with a Palmetto State Armory gift card of, was it $100, Logan? 100 bucks. 100 bucks. One of you lucky AK Corner listeners is going to walk away with that, and maybe you could put that as a down payment towards your AKV. <laughs> there you go. If you're lucky enough to, to get in on that. But, maybe have a golden ticket for an AKV so you can buy one. That would be sweet, <laughs> Logan. <laughs> a guaranteed purchase. Maybe we could do that to kick off season two. That would be <laughs> that would be awesome. So we've had a, this is our twelfth episode. We've given away eleven AK forty seven Pioneer Arms Corps AK forty sevens Schwell. To this point, I want to recognize those winners. Our very first winner, very first AK corner, uh, we didn't give anything away. You remember that? Because you and That's I, right. you and I, were just informed that we were going to be giving away. 12. Right. We, we it was it was sprung on us mid show, so we did not give anything away on that episode. We we didn't. So the second episode, we doubled up and caught up, and we we gave two away. We gave Josh Mays, which was Squash EDC. And I think it was Alex Kellums. I think they were the first two recipients. And I may be out of order on who, who won these when. Roger Bernhardt, he won the kit. We gave away a AK kit. The underfolder kit, yes, sir. Yeah, that went to Roger. Jonathan Gallup, also known as Giddy Up, was a, a winner of a help up. Ed Burton, he won a help up. Michael Perry, Mustang Perry, he won one. Jerry Black won a sporter. So congratulations to Jerry. I think we're still uh, owe him that one, but it's coming. It's coming. Yes, sir. Uh, Austin Whalen, uh, he's a more res- recent recipient. Nick Dooley, Jason Farmer won the PPS forty three. I think we gave that away. What episode four last? Right. And then our most recent episode eleven, Jake Jacob Rosecki uh, won that. So congratulations to our previous winner. And then we've given some other stuff away. Some of you other leadheads won. Uh, some things from Occam Defense have, has given some stuff away. Rifle Dynamics has given some stuff away. Um, our good buddy Vince uh, Buckles 
Uh, they gave away a class to one of our, our lucky lead heads. That's uh, right. Uh, Mesa Kinetic Research. So, we, I mean, all kinds of great stuff. You guys have been participating, taking part, made this one of the, the most popular series out there on the podcast world, the AK Corner, talking about the AK-47. So we're going to give one more away today, Schwell. And I've gone through from day one, uh, since we started this, and looked at all the people who have been liking, commenting, supporting our guests, supporting the sponsors, Pioneer Arms Corps, uh, on social media, uh, email suggestions that they send in each week. And uh, I've narrowed it down to six. The roll of a dice is what this is going to come down to, Schwell. And I'm going to read these names off. Number one is John Palmer. Number two is Big Papa 94, which is Zeke Ellison. Number three is Kenneth H. McGee. Number four is Bill Adams 2, T-O-O, as in also, and that's Bill Adams. Jason Edgar and Pierce Taylor. So you guys, in addition to all the, the other leadheads that are out there, the you know, we still, Jacob and Jason and Nick and Austin and Jerry and Josh, all those guys are still taking part, even though they won. Uh, been great supporters of the show. We greatly appreciate it. But let's give this away. Uh, I've got a dice here, or a die. I'm reaching down to get it. And last episode, we let uh, Pepper roll the die, but she's not here today. So I what? get, I, I know, I, I have to roll it. Unless unless one of you guys, do you guys have a dice there at uh, Palmetto State? Oh, uh, there's no gambling at work. I know y'all play bones during lunch break. <laughs> I know Jamin's out there rolling the bones with you guys. Come on. He said bones. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you guys roll if you've got a dice. I wouldn't have one. No, I don't have. I'd rather lay this on you guys and not me. <laughs> <laughs> so we can let Colton pick a number one to ten, but he may not be able to get number one to ten. <laughs> All right, I'm going to roll it. I'm going to try to get the camera on here so you guys, you're my witnesses. All right, there's my board. You saw the names. I named them off in order. John is one. Big Papa is two. Kenneth is three. Bill is four. Jason is five. And Pierce is six. So Let's go, go three. Let's go four. Number one. I need, a, I need something to shake it up with. Put it in a cup. Well, I got Put water. it in that. I got water in my liddy. Oh. I can't. Do that. All right, I'm just going to shake it. Here we go. Can you see the box? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. There it is. You see that? What is it? Number three. Number three. Number three is Kenneth McGee. So, Kenneth, congratulations. You are the 12th winner, the final winner of season one for an AK... Help up from Pioneer Arms Corps. So congratulations and thank you to Pioneer Arms Corps for a great first season. Uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, Kenneth, you got to be legal to own a firearm, and I think you know that, and I think you are. Uh, shoot us your contact info, talkinglet.gmail.com, and I will hook you up with Schwell, who will then in turn uh, get all the uh, information from you that he needs. So very good. Now we want to give away the Palmetto State Armory hundred dollar gift card do you guys have a suggestion on how we go and pick a winner for this doesn't matter i mean it's your gift card that you're gonna hand off go ahead <laughs> uh, i don't know how, how should we do it Schwell? let's something random let's go to are you guys uh, able to go to instagram over there at palmetto uh yes okay go to 
go to um, Palmetto State Armory's Instagram. I'm sorry. Go to Pioneer Arms Corps. It's uh, Pioneer Arms USA, right, Shwell? Got it. Okay. Correct. I'm going to go there. Let's go to pick a pick an episode. Uh, one to twelve. Pick a number. Colt. One to twelve. Pick pick a number. Seven. Seven. All right. So go to go to episode seven where we made a post, and you'll you'll be able to see those real. They stand out real distinctive. It's talking lead AK corner part whatever. Yes. Go to part seven on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go there, and then. There's part six. How many comments are on there? It's only two. There you go. Yeah. This is going to be easy. <laughs> it's going to be it's easy. Only two. And um, Chad is not looking at that right now. So pick pick uh, one or two. Uh, two. Two. Bird Brain Industry. Bird Brain Industry, you are the winner. And I've seen him on several posts, too. He's, he's one of our later additions to the AK Corner. Uh, he's been getting into it here recently, but he's been taking part. Um, Dan L. Americano. I doubt that's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be in America, I guess, to use this, right? In the United States? Yes. Yeah. I- so if you're not in the United States, continental United States, um, then you're not eligible, Bird Brain. But shoot me an email, talkinglet at gmail.com with your contact info. I'll forward that over to Logan. And uh, she'll get you that $100 gift card to PSA. Sounds good. Very good. Guys, that does it. We're wrapping up Season 1 of the Talking Lead AK Corner presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. It has been an amazing 12 months. I have learned, uh, I mean, I can't even fit all the amount of information I've learned. That's why I record it. (laughs) So I can go back and listen to these, these episodes uh, but to all our great guests that we've had on uh, from the beginning, you know, with Vince Buckles, with uh, our good buddy over at Rifle Dynamics, Jim Fuller, Brian Dave. Keeney. Yep, Dave Fortier. Dave Fortier. we got to get Dave back on for season two. He's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, Marco Vorobiv, uh, James Yeager. Oh, man, I mean, the list is is uh, so so wide if i forget somebody i forget but uh expect to have those guys on and more in season two and i want to get your comments send them to me your suggestions for season two uh everything uh that you want to know you want to learn about the ak-47 platform ak-74s the variants that we'll probably get into more of those in season two but great run Schwell. thank you so much for co-hosting looking forward to doing it again with you in season thanks, two. Thanks for providing such a great platform. Um, it, you know, on behalf of Pioneer Arms, it has been an honor and a pleasure to do this. And a huge thank you to all the guests and the manufacturers that help support and make this this show possible because the giveaways are great. Getting people to interact with the show is fantastic. But the number one thing is getting the information out about the AK. And a lot of us learned quite a bit from episode one all the way through episode 12. Even the episodes that I wasn't present for I'd go back and listen to and there's a lot of great information out there. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has participated. And uh, I look forward to doing more. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing. As I started this as kind of a selfish reasons, I was just starting getting into the AK. Didn't really know much about the AK. I'm an AR guy. You know, I've built, you know, probably 
two or three dozen ARs, all kinds of different variations. And, you know, I was kind of like you, Colton, you know, it's kind of getting burnt out on it, wanted something new, something different. And, um, you know, the AK just seemed like the, you know, the logical progression. And that's, you know, that's why I started. And I thought that you leadheads would enjoy learning along with me. And uh, to my surprise, a lot more of you were interested than, than I originally had, uh, had imagined. Uh, Jeff Kirkham also, big thanks to Jeff Kirkham for being on. He was in a couple of our episodes there, the AK Corner. Great guy, Black Rifle Coffee. He does the Ready Man Network as well. Just so many, so many guests there, but none of this would have been possible without CJ Johnson. So CJ, thank you so much for having the courage and you know, the foresight to get this going. I've been trying to get it going for like two years now, and I really appreciate you jumping on and having faith in me and in the show. Uh, to kick it off and then we're going to do it again so parting words from palmetto state armory i mean thank you for letting us be here uh, we, we look forward in the future um logan has already agreed to like 10 more episodes oh fun okay. nice um, nice <laughs> i mean th- we definitely want you guys to be a part of this also in our in our season two you've got a lot uh uh, with the AK, you got a lot of experience. Uh, you know, you kind of started from scratch, and you've worked to where you're at now, and you're taking it further. You're very, you're being very innovative in your approach to the AK, and uh, I, mean, I, I like that. So I would love to have you guys part of season two as well. Sounds good. Just let us know. Yep. We will do it. PalmettoStateArmory.com. Their Facebook, their Instagram. Uh, is it just Palmetto State Armory. Uh, there's a uh, Palmetto State Armory it's, official. Instagram is Palmetto State Armory official. Okay, official. Very good. And Schwell, sir, you wanna you wanna close us out here? Thanks everyone for joining us, and until the next episode of the AK Corner, brought to you by Pioneer Arms US. From Lefty and myself, we want to thank you for participating, and look forward to sharing more and more experiences with the AK Corner. Very good. And make sure you go back and listen to the past episodes. Get caught up because season two is coming and we're going to kick it off with Kalashnikov USA.